0: Good morning. This is the Blaine's World Podcast that can be found each week on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can also listen in on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you can get more information and listen to previous shows on our website, www.blainesworld.net. I'm your host, Blaine Greenfield, and I'm here in my Zoom studio in lovely downtown Fairview, North Carolina. And Each week, we focus on positive news and information about people and organizations in both Western North Carolina and throughout the country. And to that end, it's my pleasure to introduce Jim Davidson, founder and chairman of Bark in the Park, a Rotary event. And he does a lot of other cool stuff. But before we begin, Jim, you can wave to all your fans and friends who are watching this. So you want to give him a big, big wave? That's Okay, that's Jim. And you can ignore, by the way, the, mess, the name on the bottom is not Jim, but this is actually the, the Jim Davidson. Jim grew up in New Jersey, land of high taxes. So true. Okay, after, after retiring, he moved to Candler and soon joined the Rotary Club of Asheville. He was active in Rotary in New Jersey, where he co- coordinated a successful fundraising event, Bark in the Park, for seven years. And this is the second annual event here in Asheville, coming up on June 11th. Jim was a high school history teacher, ran three companies, wrote several history books, including two on the Lindbergh kidnapping trial. And he just finished another book on the subject, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. In addition, I should mention Jim. You're a recent graduate of Leadership Asheville. Is that correct?
1: Leadership Asheville, class of 41.
0: Okay, very nice. Um, Yeah, I forgot what class number I was. Did you learn the secret handshake yet? Did they show it to you? <laughs> or thats
1: It's a lot like Ralph Cramden and the raccoons.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I don't see that hat with you back there, yeah. but um, it, I look forward to that next time. So Jim, you're an um, amazing guy, and very interesting guy. And I remember we spoke to you maybe about a year ago on this one event. Um, but barking the bark it has to do with dogs. Are you a dog owner also?
1: I am. I have two dogs, okay. Pomeranians.
0: Were you always a dog owner?
1: Uh, yeah. I always had like real dogs. I used to have uh, <laughs> Great Pyrenees. Oh wow! And uh, my fiance has two um, Pomeranians, which aren't quite the same.
0: So. <laughs> so- as a as a kid, did you did you also have dogs?
1: No, not really. Every dog I ever had bit me, so we didn't have them too long.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, some surprised You, you jump back into it. What got you? Well, I was again?
1: in Rotary in Flemington, New Jersey, scene right. of the Lindbergh kidnapping trial, and um, I was in the Rotary. Well, my father was in the the Flemington Club for sixty years, and I was in it for about twenty years before I moved down here. And um, I'm a pretty good organizer. So I started this Bark in the Park dog event and we always end up with a big parade of dogs. And uh, I brought it down here and I suggested to the club down here something new. The thing I like about this is not only is it a fundraiser, but it gets people out that normally would not be exposed to Rotary. We probably had 400 people and their dogs out last year um we were at carrier park which is where we'll be again this year on june 11th and um we had tons of dog vendors uh all kinds of food trucks and then we had a uh, dog contest that you could uh enroll your dog in at the end of the of the day but my favorite thing is during the day, usually around noontime, all the dogs get together, and we have a big parade <laughs> around a set route in uh, Carrier Park. And I'll tell you what: seeing three or four hundred dogs in a parade is is really kind of cool. So, well, and you might have pictures of that uh, that you can show I'm, later.
0: We're going to show them in just a bit, hopefully. But let me ask you this, uh, Tim: So what? Gave you the idea originally in New Jersey. So you were the first. To, did oh. you originate in New Jersey? No,
1: actually, I was reading the Rotarian magazine. Right. And they were talking about um, a Rotary Club in Washington State that had done this and raised tons of money. And so I started in New Jersey and I had a lot of Rotary Clubs uh, approach me about, well, how would you do it? We heard it was a big success. So it was uh, it's it's a lot of fun to do. And uh, in, I guess, eight years now that I've run this event, I've only ever had to throw one dog out.
0: <laughs> Why why'd the dog get thrown out?
1: Uh, it was a damn little chihuahua, <laughs> and the damn dog bit everybody and okay. every dog. So I had to throw him out.
0: Got disqualified, really. Yeah. Oh, my, my goodness. Yeah. But that's pretty good odds. But the only bad thing I'm hearing about this contest is that because you run it now, both in New Jersey and in um, uh, this area. So is this mean this going to be your permanent claim to fame in Asheville that you're the guy who runs these events?
1: Well, I hope that's not my claim to fame. <laughs> There's other things I'd rather have as a claim to fame. But um, it, it's been interesting. And last year it was hard because it was the first year I had just moved here from New Jersey. And I didn't know people. Um, I only uh, got the idea to do it down here because Asheville is the most dog-friendly town I ever saw. I mean, dogs are in restaurants all over. They're um, walking through Home Depot and every other uh, place. So um, it was a success last year. We made money and um, we had fun. So By the we'll way, try it I, again this year.
0: You mentioned something interesting, which I wonder about that like I know Asheville, Lots of people outdoor dining and you see lots of dogs. But lately, is this legal or it's done? I'll go into stores and I'll see dogs walking through stores. I'm not talking just like not the pet store, but other stores as well. Oh, I know. They're all over the place. Can you, is that legal or or are you like, I guess
1: the only thing I worry about? And this is this happened. um, I was in a store up uh, off of Airport Road. And this woman brought her dog in and he went to the bathroom in the store. Right. And uh, quite frankly, I don't understand why people take their dogs in a, a public place like that. I mean, they have wag bars in Asheville where you can take your dog and sit outside. I've been in places where you can take your dog inside. You have to keep them next to you. But just to have a dog walk around a place like Lowe's or Walmart or something like that, yeah, uh, kind of uh, I don't know it's just disconcerting to make I well, would never take my dogs in
0: well to me too and like you said it used to be that I, I'd see plenty of restaurants and that's cool that you're outside yeah. you have your dog with you yeah. inside I'm in, like you said maybe a Lowe's or something and all of a sudden this person's walking with a dog and I, didn't, I had only seen that recently you know yeah. um, with your dogs
1: well, I would be concerned I would be concerned especially if you have a big dog you know, you turn around um to look for something and the dog is right behind you <laughs> right. and you startle him and he bites you or something. Yeah. I mean, if the guy who owned it had a big house, that would be fine, because then I own <laughs> it.
0: But uh Do you, do you bring do you bring your dogs anywhere? Uh,
1: I never take them in a store. I take them in the car for a ride if I'm going someplace, but I never take him out like that.
0: Now, so, I'm wondering, so this upcoming event, and you mentioned you have right now, or your, your fiancé owns the two, uh, yeah, right. uh, two, two small dogs, will they be entered in this event? In oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So at this event, we have seven or eight different dog contests. And it was so crazy last year to see these people with their dogs. So we've had the most look-alike dog in the world. And there were some people that looked just like their dogs, which was somewhat scary. Uh, We had the prettiest dog contest. We probably had 25 dogs of that. And then we had the ugliest dog contest. And uh, we had several dogs. And let me tell you, the one that won was really ugly.
0: Well, talk about that, Jim, because that that particular event always bothers my my uh, wife. You know, she says you shouldn't you know make fun of ugly dogs. But well,
1: we didn't. We don't call it the ugly dog. We call <laughs> it the face only a mother could love contest.
0: <laughs> Great title. So, and you have a bunch of people enter that contest. Oh yeah,
1: and then we had the largest dog <laughs> contests, and there were some, you know, uh, Great Danes and Mastiffs and all this in there. And then we had the smallest dog. The smallest dog weighed about one pound. It was like this big. The (laughs) woman came and it was in her coat pocket. (laughs) I had never seen a dog that small.
0: Had it just been born?
1: It was a teacup something. You're right. Had
0: it just been born?
1: No, it
0: was full grown. We were walking the other day somewhere and somebody had a teacup. Yeah, you know, I've never seen that yeah. s- such small dog. How, much, how big was the largest one?
1: Well, what was really funny is the woman that won the largest one also won the smallest one. Oh, did she, she really? A, yeah, she had a giant mastiff that was like 185 pounds or something.
0: Can you imagine? That must have been hysterical. Can you see this woman walking around? <laughs> with, with? Well, one... I
1: don't think she took the two of them on a leash at the same time. Well, <laughs> I don't think she ever took the small one. She just kept it in her pocket all the time.
0: Wow, that's interesting. How many di- ballpark? How many different breeds, or can you even? Uh, I, I don't know.
1: You know, there's probably fifty different breeds there.
0: Now, do you think you'll have more than four hundred this year?
1: Uh, I have no idea. Okay, we'll have to see. I mean, the first year I did this, it rained, yeah. and I said, "Well, nobody's going to go out for a dog walk in the rain." There were two hundred people there in raincoats when I got there. <laughs> oh right? man.
0: Were, were the dogs in raincoats, too?
1: No, no, but some of them actually have raincoats. I've right. seen them on dogs, but
0: anyway. Yeah, you know, I, I think of another category if you don't do it. Uh, you have a, a most fashionable dog or the best. Well, we best... have
1: a uh, other contest where they can get dressed up in a costume. Okay. So we have that. But uh, one of the highlights was we had the Asheville police there a detective with her police dog.
0: Right. I know. that. What's the name of that dog? I interviewed her and the dog on my show, too. But I, I know who I you're talking about.
1: I can't remember.
0: I know who you're talking about. Right.
1: So the woman says, this is where my big mouth got me into it. She said, I'd like a volunteer from the audience. I naturally raised my hand and she gave a command to the dog, and the dog took me right down to the ground
0: oh. and
1: <laughs> and laid on me. And the dog was really heavy. And she's talking to the crowd, and this dog is laying on me and laying on me and laying on me, and I'm thinking, oh, man, get me out from under this dog. So I, I barely could get up off the ground by the time I got done. But that woman had so many different hand commands, and
0: yeah.
1: it, was, it was really interesting.
0: Was so we're going to have
1: them here again this year,
0: too. Was that the intent for the dog to lay on top of you so you couldn't escape? Yes. That was the idea? Yes. Right. <laughs> So, so uh, boy, I'd like to see a video or, or picture that. And let me just... Well, by the way, there
1: j- might be one well, in that group of pictures. Well, let me
0: jump in and we're going to see in a second here, um, because these stories are great stories. And I'm just chuckling at them. I'm going to see if I can bring up some of the pictures. So let me just pause for a second. Sure. sure. And, Jim, I have to tell you, those, those um, pictures were fantastic. And so I'll mention to anybody watching this, if they or listen to it, if they want to see the pictures, just go to the YouTube page or Blainsworld.net and you'll be able to see the pictures of the dogs. But talk about the event then, if I can, in terms of um, people wanting to find out more about the event. What's the best bet?
1: Uh, The easiest thing is to go to the uh, website, Rotary website, www.rotaryashville.org. And you can see the pictures from last year there as well, plus all of the uh, information uh, about how to register, all the different contests we have. And we'll be putting up a listing of all the vendors and everything that will be there uh, probably this week.
0: So they can register online, is that correct?
1: Right, right. Or you can just show up that day and we
0: can register you in person at the pavilion at Carrier Park. Now, you were mentioning, and I think it's a a, a bargain, plus the money's going for a good cause, uh, to enter any of the contests, is a $10 fee, I think you said? $10 fee to get in
1: and $5 uh, to register for each contest you want to register in.
0: And let me ask you that. Can people register more than one contest? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we had some people register for three or four contests.
0: Oh, they were able to time-wise?
1: Well, the prizes are generally big baskets full of dog treats and
0: things like that so no but i'm saying but you're able to get if you could register the events i guess are at separate times so you could get the yeah yeah
1: we'll do one vent of one contest after another so
0: how about if somebody wants to be a vendor or a sponsor uh how do they go about doing that
1: um the, the easiest way is to email me jdavid4194 at aol and um then we'll have a conversation online. I want to make sure we don't have uh, many of the same vendors. We want to have a good assortment of people, people bringing baked goods. This year, we have somebody uh, that uh, is a pet scoot to do that goes and they pick up dog poop on your property. I
0: I read about that, (laughs) right. Yeah.
1: And uh, we get all kinds of different vendors. So if somebody's interested, I think, as I mentioned before, we have three food vendors there, and it's just going to be a great time.
0: Now, one of the other things that I think folks should know, and I don't think this made it into this uh, tape yet, but if you come to the event, especially if you register to, to participate in it, it's for a good cause. Oh, yeah. right, since you've been such an active Rotary member, why don't you talk a little bit about the good cause and what Rotary does okay. with some of this money?
1: Well, I love Rotary. I've been in uh, two clubs for 30 years now. Rotary is an international organization. They have 38,000 clubs, three are in Asheville, by the way. And um, they're in 150 countries, and they have a million and a half members. And uh, we just sent $35,000 to Ukraine mm-hmm. through a Ukrainian Rotary Club to, to help uh, over there. Um, or this particular event, some of the money goes to the uh, Asheville Rotary Club. Uh, We do a lot with scholarships. Last year, with all the different events that we funded, uh, different organizations, we gave over $150,000 away to the community. Um, Part of the revenues from this will go to Brother Wolf to help their uh, fostering organization which never go into brother wolf because you'll walk out with something.
0: <laughs> well, you're so right, um, Jim. We made the mistake um, <laughs> that we, um, my wife, had uh, one of her pets had passed and she uh, went to foster a cat, you know. Yeah. And they say that that's the worst thing you can do because I guess there are a lot of failed forces. I don't know if you've ever done this, but no, a cat. I, be- I think after a couple of days that came, you know, we adopted the cat. So good advice no. that. If you um, <laughs> are sent to this event, very exciting. She last year, what, seven or eight pets got adopted from the event? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, so very exciting. And the people still have a chance to do that as well this year.
1: And I'm not sure if uh, your listeners know about Brother Wolf, but they do an incredible job. That and um, Asheville Humane, Humane Society. Society, the two of them, do an incredible amount of help with with dogs and cats, and actually the Humane Society has some horses and pigs, they, they get into everything. But um, when I met with the director of Brother Wolf the other day, Leah Craig, right? she um, told me that they have 190 dogs in foster care. And when they um, have some openings in their uh, actual facility, where people have adopted out a dog, they'll bring in some of the foster care dogs into the facility. But I couldn't believe they had 190 dogs in foster care.
0: Yeah, which, and you give people who do that, like you said, a lot of credit. um, Yeah, right. Because I know I would think it'd be very hard to foster in that you want to keep the pet, you know, but a lot of of good people out there in terms of the community. So you mentioned, Brother Wolf will certainly be at, at the event. And um, let me ask you this, in terms of your opinion, who should come to this event to watch it? Even if you don't you don't want to enter a dog, who's this event for?
1: Well, I, I think anybody that wants to have a good time should come. I mean, we had uh, lots of people that were just strolling through the park last year come over and take in everything that was going on. It, it's just a, a super fun event for the community.
0: And you mentioned the one good thing is even if it's bad weather, the event's going to be held. Yep. Okay, when you were in Jersey, did you ever have bad weather? Only one time. Okay, but two hundred so...
1: people showed up in raincoats.
0: <laughs> okay, you mentioned two people can feel free to wear the, bring have their dogs um, come in raincoats yeah. as well. Yeah, right. Do people do that? Occasionally, I'll see that. Um, have yeah, occasionally,
1: but usually. If it's raining outside, either I don't go out or if I'm, <laughs> I'm out, I'm not looking for dogs in their raincoats, you know.
0: <laughs> so that's something. Um, that do, do your dogs like the rain? No. No? Now, people want to know this very important question that even though you're running it, um, your dogs will still be in the event itself, competing in oh, the event? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Okay. So who watches your dogs when you're running the event?
1: Uh, usually I pawn them off on some unsuspecting person that's there.
0: <laughs> okay. So anyway, a lot of fun. Uh congratulations on lots of good stuff. And I mentioned to you off the air. We're gonna have to have you again on a second show, talk about your book. Okay. So the question is then so after June, you have the book done, you have the uh this event done. What what happens next for you?
1: Well I have a new hobby. Which is so All my life in New Jersey, I owned horses. I had two horse farms over the years. And I had a lot of acreage. And when I moved down here, I ended up in Candler with an acre piece of property. Okay. And I knew I wasn't going to have a horse down here. So I sold 40 years worth of horse equipment, sold all my horses. And uh, this is how rotary can change your life. So two months ago, when I came down here, the only thing I brought horse-related was a helmet in case I found there was a stable someplace I could go on a trail ride. So I get down here, and two months ago, we had a new member induction, and this person had to give a little biography about herself. So this woman said, I had a life-changing experience that brought me to Asheville. She said, I worked from multinational corporations. I lived in China twice. I lived in Paris. I lived in San Francisco. And I heard a speaker speak one time. It said, what would you do if you discovered you only had six months to live? She said, that changed my life. I got out of the multinational corporations and moved to Asheville and opened up my own company. So I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about it. I said heck man i'm buying a horse so i went out (laughs) and bought a horse and i go and i ride it every
0: day very cool really yeah but you don't have it in your backyard no i have it
1: i have it stabled on off of brevard road
0: oh good for you though so Uh, you still kept your interest in in horses
1: I, i did and i'm 76 my wife said, her fiance said, I can't believe you're buying a horse. You have two bad knees. You have two <laughs> bad hips. I said, yep. And I go out and I take care of that horse and I ride it almost every day.
0: Great story. That story that, you want to tell me, by the way? That's
1: the one I wanted to tell you. So I, I want it. you to think about this. When we get off the airplane, what would you do if you had six months to live?
0: Yeah, it's good. a good haunted me.
1: I have yeah. to tell you.
0: It's a very powerful question. Jim, this was just so much fun. I, I just want to thank you again for being my guest on this edition of Blaine's World podcast. Also, thank my producer, Cappy Tassetti, and remind people that if you want to come to an amazing event, come to Balk in the Park, the Rotary event. The date again is June 11th, Sunday, June 11th at Carrier Park, was
1: it? Carrier Park, off in the River Arts District.
0: Okay. And um, make sure you at least say hello to. Um, Jim, and you'll have a good time. And thanks, man. I really enjoyed this.
1: And I'm expecting to see you there too. I yeah,
0: appreciate it, buddy. Okay, yeah. see ya.
1: Bye.